Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. Tonight, breaking news, a deadly ramming near the White House. The search for a driver who took off after being stopped by the Secret Service at the National Mall. The urgent search tonight. Also, the brutal, dangerous heat, putting almost one in every four Americans at risk. The scorching hot weather, unrelenting in the South and Southwest, sending temperatures into the triple digits. The Americans there living with little or no air conditioning. Many facing life and death misery with no quick end in sight. While in New England, rescues still underway tonight. More than 200 people pulled from the flood danger. Home after home destroyed. Many still dealing with walls of water and mud and more rain on the way. Fighting inflation, prices rising at the slowest pace in more than two years, is now the time to buy that car. President Biden's high-stakes meeting with Ukraine's president at the NATO summit. The new commitment to Ukraine security. But what about joining NATO? Iowa becomes the latest state to pass a highly restrictive abortion bill. The new attempts to stop it from becoming law. Murder in the medical office. Why did a patient allegedly shoot a prominent surgeon to death? The mystery tonight. Our exclusive is the U.S. ready for a potential future war with China. We asked the top general in charge of readiness in the Pacific. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. And good evening. I'm Tom Yamas in for Lester tonight. We begin with that breaking news out of Washington right near the White House. Late this afternoon, a driver striking three people, killing one of them after being stopped by the Secret Service and then taking off. Tom Costello is there live on the scene tonight for us. And Tom, what more do we know tonight? Tom, we are at 17th and Constitution. If you know Washington, D.C., you know the National Mall is right there, and that is the Washington Monument. Right down below the Washington Monument is, in fact, the traffic walk where this afternoon at about 1.30, police say that a uniformed division of the Secret Service tried to initiate a traffic stop for registration problem with a vehicle. That vehicle suddenly took off and headed southbound into the crosswalk, running over three individuals. One of them, a 75-year-old man, was was killed, apparently. By the time he got to the hospital, police say he was dead on arrival. However, two individuals here at the scene were treated and released. Police are now looking for that vehicle. It's a blue 2006 Honda. Last seen, set it, last seen headed this way uh, towards Virginia. Tom? And Tom, this is such a busy area there behind you with so many tourists, especially this time of year. Uh, 32 million people every single year come to the National Mall, a huge number, 440,000 cars a day right here on Constitution, and this is Tourist Central. Anybody who visits D.C. comes to this spot and the White House, which is about two blocks away, Tom. All right, Tom Costello on that breaking news tonight. Tom, we appreciate that. Now to the extraordinary heat wave. It's only getting worse tonight, extending across the south and enduring in the west, with Phoenix seeing 12 straight days at 100 10 or more, and some there living with little to no air conditioning. Aaron McLaughlin reports tonight from a sweltering Phoenix. 
Tonight, extreme heat spelling extreme misery for a staggering 80 million Americans from California to South Florida. It's been 100 degrees for like, what, two weeks almost? It's crazy. Triple-digit temperatures amid a deadly weeks-long heat wave. In the southwest, temperatures expected to surge up to 120 degrees. For residents at this Phoenix mobile home community, each degree is potentially the difference between life and death. Resident Maria Larumva Cruz gives us a tour of her trailer. Yeah, it yeah, feels sure. like we've stepped inside an oven. It's very hot. Maria spends most of the summer here, the only room cooled by an AC. But at $200 a month to keep it running, even that discounted price is difficult to manage. Maria tells us she has trouble making rent. Still, she says she's fortunate. Some of her neighbors have no AC at all. This morning, the local children gathered at the nearby community center to enjoy three hours of play in the cool. Nationwide, more people die from heat than any other extreme weather event, including hurricanes. Last year, 425 people died in Maricopa County alone. So this summer, there's a bipartisan push for FEMA to declare deadly heat events like this one disasters. In a heat emergency like we're facing right now, um, the kinds of solutions we have in place are just simply not enough. First responders nationwide feeling that strain as states battle the extreme heat. I'm concerned. It does look scary, but you never want your fire department to say they're scared. An unrelenting summer with no break in sight. Aaron McLaughlin joins us now live. Aaron, I'd like to go back to that woman, Maria, and her neighbors. Is there any help tonight for those families in that mobile home community? Any services to get them some relief? Well, Tom, there are cooling centers open across the city, but we're hearing many of those centers are packed and transportation can be an issue. Experts say for communities such as this one, the heat can catch up quickly. Tom? Completely unbearable. All right, Aaron McLaughlin. Aaron, we appreciate that. And Vermont still struggling tonight. After days of catastrophic flooding, search is still underway as people deal with the magnitude of the destruction. Kristen Dahlgren is there again. In Vermont tonight, massive piles of mud, streets still filled with water, and a rescue operation that can't stand down. The hardest hit area currently is Lamoille County, where we rescued 32 people and numerous animals overnight. That makes over 200 rescues since Monday. But this is a flood that will be measured in months or years, not days. And this gives you some idea of the power of the water. Just these piles of debris left behind, entire trees, a propane tank, a refrigerator carried here by the water. And you can see here just how high it came all the way up here and over the bridge, leaving behind just a mess of mud. This video shows the moment water rushed into a local restaurant, knocking over equipment. Now business owners are trying to salvage what they can, their stores littered with debris. The Doolets are still processing the storm's wrath. They couldn't get to my mom. Couldn't get to my parents. And it was scary. With water still in their basement, they don't know when they'll dry out. We need a lot of help. We need a lot of help. What does this house mean to you? My world. <laughs> my world. Today, lawmakers and FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell surveyed the damage, promising Vermonters won't be forgotten. The National Guard is out, and so is an army of heavy machinery. 
and a community, washing, shoveling, or simply providing a meal. It's what they like to call Vermont strong. Everybody pulls together regardless of what's going on. And Kristen, we hate to report this, but we know that there is more rain ahead for that region. How are they getting ready tonight? Right. So, Tom, those Swiftwater rescue teams that we've been talking about so much are now being repositioned into the areas that they think may be the most vulnerable tomorrow. We're not talking about the same type of rain that we saw earlier this week. But as you can see, a lot of places here just can't stand anymore. Yeah, communities surrounded there by water. Okay, Kristen, thank you. Tonight, we have a major headline on inflation. Encouraging news, even if you may not feel it just yet, with new data showing prices rising 3% year over year. But that's a much better picture than last summer. Brian Chung explains. From bacon and eggs, to gasoline, to airfares, to used cars, some things are getting cheaper. After the post-pandemic surge in prices, Further signs of improvement as the government reported that prices in June rose by 3% over the last year. We see that the pre-opening equity markets have rocketed higher. It's a significant improvement from exactly one year ago when inflation peaked at 9.1%. A part of the change, used car prices down more than 5% over the last year. Is this the best market for buyers that you've seen in the last three years? This is the best market for buyers. They're getting, the, they're getting the most money for their dollar on the used car market, definitely. Outside Atlanta, Kevin Doring manages the Bellamy Strickland dealership. They're lowering prices to move cars off the lot. They've got more of them now. This is the lot 18 months ago, and this is the lot now. We've doubled our inventory in the last uh, probably four or five months. And it's not just used cars. Gasoline prices are down 26%. Airline fares are down 19%. And major appliance prices, they're down nearly 11%. There's a lot of positives really helping to push inflation down, but I don't think it's a signal at all of of a recession right now. Markets close higher on the news today as the rate of inflation is getting closer to the Federal Reserve's target of 2%. But challenges remain, in particular, for housing. The cost of shelter up nearly 8% over the last year. And just this week, a new report showed housing prices in May hit a new all-time high. This as mortgage rates hover around 7%. Interest rates remaining high on auto loans and credit cards too, thanks in part to the Federal Reserve, largely expected to again raise interest rates later this month. Brian Chung, NBC News, New York. All right, we head overseas now to that NATO summit, where despite divisions over Ukraine joining, President Biden is insisting NATO is more united than ever. Peter Alexander is there. Tonight, President Biden and his former Soviet state touting NATO's unity, even as divisions remain over when Ukraine will be invited to join the alliance. NATO is stronger, more energized, and yes, more united than ever in its history. Here in Lithuania, Ukrainian President Zelensky was welcomed by world leaders and during his face-to-face meeting with President Biden, praised the results here. We have great unity from our leaders and security guarantees that the success for this summit. A shift in tone from Zelensky's stinging rebuke of NATO yesterday, slamming its decision on Ukraine membership as absurd. Zelensky wanting a concrete timeline to join the alliance, but NATO refusing to provide one. The U.S. and Germany are among those now blocking Ukraine's NATO membership, calling for democratic and military reforms in Ukraine first. Though Zelensky thanked the U.S. for its security assistance. Thank you for acknowledging the American people. Uh, I think it's correct that uh, 
We are a large country, but I think we've given more than every other nation combined. And Zelensky tonight is defending the U.S.'s commitment to deliver Ukraine cluster bombs that are banned by more than 100 countries, including many NATO members, because they pose a threat to civilians. This decision will help us to save us. And I didn't hear from all the, you know, parts of the world when when Russia began to use it. It comes with the mystery growing over a top Russian general who supported the recent military rebellion against Vladimir Putin. General Sergei Surovikin has not been seen in public since. A lawmaker today saying he's now resting and unavailable. Tonight, Russia says more security assurances for Ukraine could lead to negative consequences. Meanwhile, President Biden is now here in Finland to formally welcome NATO's newest member tomorrow. Tom. All right, Peter, we appreciate that. Back here at home to Iowa now, where the state legislature just passed a strict new abortion ban that's got providers scrambling to block it before it takes effect. Shaquille Brewster reports. Tonight, a legal battle is underway in Iowa, just hours after the Republican legislature approved dramatic cuts to abortion access during a tense late night special session. It's wrong and we cannot let it stand and we are not going to let it stand. Providers are asking the court to temporarily block the bill, which bans abortions after cardiac activity is detected roughly six weeks into a pregnancy before many women know they are pregnant. Essentially, this bill is making abortion illegal for everyone. If they're not prepared to have a baby, they shouldn't have sex. It includes exemptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. How does this impact the abortion care you provide? It's going to mean turning away a lot of patients. Um, it's going to mean a lot of really heartbreaking conversations. Iowa would become the 16th state to restrict the procedure to six weeks or less. We are very, very happy with what we have passed. State Representative Shannon Lundgren has been leading this fight for years. We'll have a big impact on those unborn lives that that also deserve liberty and freedom. Governor Kim Reynolds vowing to sign it into law Friday at an event hosting several GOP presidential candidates. The restrictions will go into effect then unless the courts step in. This bill is almost identical to 2018 version that was passed, but quickly blocked by the courts. Republican lawmakers here hope the overturning of Roe v. Wade in a more conservative state Supreme Court allow this version to stand. Tom? Shaq Brewster for us tonight. Shaq, we appreciate it. In 60 seconds, Memphis murder mystery. Police say a top surgeon was killed in an exam room by a patient. What made the gunman do it? Next. The U.N. Refugee Agency, or UNHCR, responds to emergencies and provides long-term solutions for refugees. They provide aid in over 130 countries, including Ukraine, Syria, Afghanistan, and Sudan, where people are forced to flee from war and persecution at their greatest moment of need. UNHCR helps and protects refugees by providing food, shelter, medical care, and other life-saving essentials. The agency jumpstarts relief in three key ways. They transport core relief items stored in even the most remote areas of the world. They deploy expert emergency staff trained to help in crisis situations. And they transfer funds directly to support the emergency. Because of generous supporters and donors, UNHCR can scale up its response within 72 hours of a large-scale emergency. Your support helps provide life-saving aid for refugees whenever and wherever emergencies occur. Donate to USA for UNHCR by visiting unrefugees.org slash donation.
We're back now with a murder mystery unfolding in Tennessee. A popular Memphis surgeon shot to death in an exam room, and police say it was by one of his own patients. The question tonight, why? Here's Blaine Alexander. The urgent call came in the middle of the day. Shots fired in a doctor's exam room. Room C2, C2, Charlie 2. Jimmy doctor down two rounds. Looks like to the chest. Inside, Dr. Benjamin Mock, a renowned orthopedic surgeon specializing in hand, wrist, and elbow surgery. Police say he was shot to death by his patient, 29-year-old Larry Pickens. Our team responded uh, quickly. Pickens had been in the office for several hours, police say, there to be treated. Once inside the exam room, officials say he pulled out a handgun and started shooting. He then ran out of the office and was arrested within five minutes. Was he targeting this doctor specifically? What we know is that the there was a one-on-one confrontation. There, it happened in an exam room. Mock also practiced at a local children's hospital. In a statement, the interim president called him a friend to so many of us, a beloved colleague and a dedicated physician. We already miss him. Violent attacks against medical professionals have skyrocketed over the past decade, up 63% from 2011 to 2018, with aggression intensifying during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mock was recently named one of the city's top doctors by Memphis Magazine, and just last week, he spoke with our affiliate about firework safety. If any kid's hand saved, in my standpoint, it's worth it. Pickens is facing charges of first-degree murder and aggravated assault. He's being held here on a $1.2 million bond. Tom? Okay, Blaine, thank you for that. Still ahead, an NBC News exclusive. Is the U.S. ready for a possible war with China? What a top Air Force general just told our reporter. Stay with us. We are back now with an NBC News exclusive. Our Courtney QB with a rare look at how the U.S. is preparing for a possible conflict with China. She talks with a general who recently warned of a war with China in just two years. So does he still stand by that? Here's Courtney. Tonight, amid growing tensions with China, we're with American forces in the Pacific, where General Mike Minahan is preparing his airmen for a mission he's warned could come soon. Do you think the U.S. could be at war with China in the next few years? It's not me to say whether we could be at war with China in the next few years. Earlier this year, Minahan, the head of Air Mobility Command, wrote a controversial memo to his commanders warning the U.S. could be at war with China in two years and they need to be prepared. Do you still believe that? I don't believe conflict is inevitable. I don't believe it's unavoidable. Um, But I also believe that ready now is what matters most. There have already been flashpoints. This Chinese fighter jet recently buzzing an American surveillance plane and this Chinese warship crossing dangerously close to an American ship in the South China Sea. Minahan now preparing with Exercise Mobility Guardian. 70 aircraft and more than 3,000 airmen from seven countries, the largest readiness exercise in the command's history. Including this British cargo plane dropping off U.S. equipment, then simulating a medical evacuation. Also practicing resupplying bases in remote areas. Cargo door. Acknowledged. This mission to drop supplies to airmen establishing a base on a tiny island north of Guam. In his memo, Minahan told airmen to get ready by firing from a clip and to aim for the head. 
I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm trying to provide my formation with the tools and the action and the priority necessary to win. Do you still agree with everything you wrote in that January memo? I agree absolutely with the urgency and the action. Are you ready now? We are ready now. That assurance coming, even as some critics have voiced concerns, the U.S. is not modernizing equipment fast enough for a potential conflict. But Minahan telling us exercises like these are critical to being ready. Tom? Courtney Hubie with that exclusive look tonight. All right, that's Nightly News for this Wednesday. I'm Tom Yamas in New York. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great night. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.